This episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Squarespace, an excellent and easy to use and very beautiful online website creation platform. Make your own website, portfolio, or online store in minutes. Go to squarespace.com and use the promo code THUMBS for 10% off. It's June 10th, 2015. This is Idle Thumbs 214. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Danielle Riendo. I'm James Spafford. And I'm Nick Brecken. Hi, Nick Brecken. Hey. How are you doing? Great. How do you do? Featuring Spaff as Jake. I am. You did a good job. That was a good Jake. Yeah? Yeah. Thanks. I I was very convinced. I know what it is and I believe it. Yeah. The it has been settled. Yeah, I believe in the it's. (laughs) That was pretty middling myself. (laughs) I've seen better Jakes. I've seen better Jakes sitting in that chair. It's full head of hair that's throwing me (laughs) off. That's true. I can't deal with it. This beautiful (laughs) bounty of hair. Bounty. It's so hot in this room today. Oh, it is it's really hot in this room. It's a hot day in SF. Yeah. It's a little yeah. warm. By, by hot day in SF. Now, I'm contemplating <laughs> a move to New York, so I'm contemplating having real weather again. You're contemplating deserting us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> You're going to say disaster. <laughs> contemplating disaster. That's what I was ready for as well. No, there will be no deserting. Right. No, I will always be here. I've been to New York two times, <laughs> and one time was like... A million foot snow, deep, yep. horrible snow. And then yep. the other time it was like 110 degrees. It's <laughs> like, pretty much yeah, one of those really things uh, most of the time there. So, yep, I'm getting ready for like 75 isn't hot, 105 is hot, and 60 isn't cold. <clears throat> Minus a million. 10 is cold. Right. <laughs> well, f- these are Fahrenheit temperatures for our, our friends. Yeah, I'm trying we to use like better systems than change them in my brain. Yeah. yeah. I used American just now. I must be converting already. Yeah. There you go. A hundred just sounds cool and hot, though. You see, like hundred degrees. That's hot. <laughs> it's like thirty something and yeah. Yeah. forty or something. Yeah. Well, the, the oh. funny thing about about Celsius or centigrade is that the range of temperatures you have access to is so much smaller. Yeah. Like I realize that it's kind of more logical in some ways, but Fahrenheit actually lets you really explore you a much bigger there. range of numbers. I guess yeah. in terms of like weather, like, when it's to do with like scientific. Well, like, yeah, but I mean in terms of things. I, no, well, I know, yeah. but I mean yeah. in terms of just normal people describing how hot they are going to be in their day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty useful. Our crappy American system. <laughs> <laughs> well, but those I are just arbitrary it. anyway, right? Because yeah. like those numbers are still like even the Celsius ones are just nonsensical. Like, yeah. not. I mean, I know they're science. They scientifically make sense, but they mean nothing in terms of like anything intuitive. I think that the, reality. T- the two ranges yes. that go like Celsius is good when it's cold because zero sounds cold, but then the yeah. Fahrenheit sounds good when it's hot because a hundred sounds hot, right? That's true. <laughs> Both of them Just fail. Yeah. Yeah. The like, those ones, it doesn't matter. The metric system, I definitely like. It's non <laughs> bullshit that we're not on the metric system. The Fahrenheit thing, correct. I can't really get upset about. It. Oh my god, we're gonna get so many emails about this now. Oh. You might. Well, moving on. <laughs> Danielle, you played some video games. I played a fucking video game. <gasps> what was? Whoa! It? This game is called D Four. Yeah. It's on uh, the PC now. It used to be on just on the Xbox Connect. 
But now it's on the PC, and the it just o got is the best box. <laughs> best of all syllables. You don't like the Xbox? What's wrong with you? No, I love it. Uh, so the Xbox. The reason I'm talking <laughs> about that was inept Russian. Man, that's true. The best, pro- the best pronunciation of, uh, of Xbox whatever was someone I used to work with who was French who called it the Xbox. <laughs> The X-Bix. X-Bix. That's delightful. That was good. I liked it. Carry on. I'm sorry. No. Don't ever be sorry for bringing beautiful accents into the world. (laughs) It's a good thing to do. The reason I'm talking like this, like my natural self, is that this entire game takes place in Boston. And it takes place with people with terrible Boston accents that are like, you know, maybe. Terrible because they're badly put on? I mean, okay. So they're 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 probably only terrible to me. Because I actually know what they sound like. Okay, so they're Hollywood are... Boston accents. Uh, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. clearly somebody like went a to a voice coach. Boston. Yeah, I mean, which is oh, I guess he's crazy because he's actually <laughs> from Boston, but he he does a poor Boston <laughs> accent when he's in an wow, actual movie. <laughs> but yeah, so this game it's a sweary game. So you like, mean there's profanity in it, or it's by sweary it's sixty-five? By sweary. <laughs> it's by sweary. It's by sweary sixty-five. Okay. Yeah. The guy who did Deadly Premonition. Deadly Premonition, exactly. Yeah. And he has just sort of a bonkers aesthetic. Okay, right. like just all over the place, like taking bits and pieces from all over media and everything's wacky and colorful and all that. Uh, and <laughs> the mechanics huge. aren't always, you know, 100%, but the but the worlds and the weird characters and the, you know, the stuff that happens is kind of makes it worth it. I the information you're saying because all I can do is appreciate <laughs> the aesthetics of how you're saying yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, so I'll, what, I'll go back you, to California. Right, I'll go back do, to California what is this, Okay, what is, I don't know, what is this game? Okay, so this game uh, is a it's a 3D game. It was originally it originally came out on the Kinect. So everything you do in this game has a sort of gesture based okay, interface. It's called D4. It's called D4. Dark dreams don't die. Oh, yeah. I think I remember hearing about this. But okay, I don't really know what it is. I mean, it came out maybe a year ago on the Kinect. Yeah, something like that. Uh, anyway, um, it's basically an adventure game with completely gesture based controls, but with a PC, you're just using the mouse. Mm-hmm. They haven't really changed anything though. There's still like a hand icon even on PC, so you know you're you're basically dragging and dropping. You're making dialogue choices, and you are doing sort of quick time events at times when crazy action happens in the world. So that's the gameplay, but that almost kind of means nothing because the reason you play these games is for just how out there they are and how wacky the characters are and everything like that. So you play as David Young, a detective with supernatural abilities, and in the very first shot of the game, he's falling from a great height into a bathtub with bubble gum on his face and a woman's high heel like drops next to him. Mm-hmm. And he's a supernatural detective who scans time to solve cases uh, this is what this guy loves, because, exactly. I mean, it's not the exact plot of Deadly Premonition, but it's definitely in it's that same, so similar. Yeah, in the know, same wheelhouse. Same kind of style. And there's certainly, like, you know, bits of Deadly Premonition in right. here, or bits of Twin Peaks in here, because Deadly Premonition was Swery's love letter to right. Twin Peaks, certainly. Um, and a uh, part, of, big part of the plot is that, of course, his wife was murdered, but that's the one case he could never solve, even though he's a detective, and there's a bullet in his head, which is granted him both his powers and robbed him of his memories of the mm. day his wife was killed. Now, also important... <laughs> yes, how, how, how these all things come together. There's also, in the very first few moments of the game, and I'm just describing the complete, just, just the setup. In the first few minutes of the game, we learn that there is a woman who lives in his apartment who is also a cat. Like, she looks like a human woman. Mm-hmm. She dresses in a cat suit, but she behaves as a cat. 
Like, she jumps around. She meows at things. She brings in dead animals in her mouth. She (laughs) jumps all over the place. Amanda is a big part of this game and probably, like, the best example I can give of a character in this game. Like, everything is like that. Everything is some wacky pastiche of shit that you're not even sure if it's referencing something or if it's just trying to be funny and weird. Yeah. Um. I am having fun with this. I'm having fun with this, but I also came into it with the same spirit that I went into with Deadly Premonition, which is this is going to be broken, yeah. or at least sort of broken. This works better mechanically because it's, yeah. it's made for a horrible interface. So everything's mm-hmm. kind of easy to just move along and yeah. choose the right choices. Um, but you're, you're definitely not playing this for the mechanics. You're just playing it right. for this being in this wacky world with Swery's brain on display. I'm always basically. amazed when games like this continue to exist because yes. I really see these games. This is like the Dreamcast and PS2. Yes. That is yes. like where games like this belong, right? These weird, sure. like personal, but not tiny, like, the, you know, games that are sort of like. It had a budget. Yeah. Certainly, made, yeah. made with a reasonably sized team, but so unrefined from one person's brain is very different than when you say like a personal indie game. That's not what I mean. I mean games where there's like, you know, a a 3D world and you essentially interact with it the same way you interact with like fucking Shenmue or something, except that it's just a direct line into some weirdo's subconscious. Yes, Um, yes. Except that they're also generally aware that that's what it is. So So it ends up also, there's also this like layer of like artifice or like, um, self-consciousness about it like he knows he's trying to do something wet this is yes, not him yes. like being un- like i just can't help myself <laughs> this, this, this isn't no, the this room is, it's yeah exactly i'm trying right. to think of a better exactly. it's yeah. not the room or something like that and it's also not david lynch which is right, like right. you know those those end products All are like serious, very yeah. polished and like i mean there's like elements of humor but it's definitely like it's a more sober depiction of yeah, whatever he's trying right to his yes get it <laughs> whereas this category of thing is such a weird particular like self-consciously bonkers like i'm gonna put my brain in the game yes um and you know it's like more more often than not it's a japanese creator and i think that's probably just because i don't think the mechanism to like make a thing like this exists in i think there's an appreciation for the weird that just exists in japanese culture where someone will will green light that whereas that won't the closest thing i can think of in the west is david cage Yes. That's like okay. that I think is like the closest we have yeah. but it's but mm. that's that's still not that's still more closer to the there's the no room than to than you know yeah, like that's yeah, a little yes. bit more like bad on accident than Yes. Uh, sorry what Nick? I know what there's not, I mean there's Cage isn't winking at the screen as much as he right. sort of like uh, <laughs> as much as he wants to as be. much as he well as much as I think he like well I think he, he thinks he, wants, he is he yeah. thinks he's winking at the screen in a different way than he actually that's, is yeah that, I guess that's what I mean yeah. Yeah. including yeah. in the fa- in the demo for <clears throat> Fahrenheit um or what was that the what was the game also called the something prophecy oh Indigo yeah. Prophecy, Indigo prophecy yeah. where like, in the demo was it the demo for that or was it the demo for Heavy Rain no uh his the previous game which was. Nomad, the oh, Nomad Soul Omicron. Or the Omicron. Yeah, I yeah. think it was Fahrenheit demo where he himself like walks onto the screen, <laughs> 3D modeled full David Cage, and goes, "Hello, I am David Cage, and this <laughs> will be an unparalleled interactive experience, or whatever he says." And yeah, he, he, I've like, never seen that. Is yeah, that really there's a, a mo capped, there's a mo capped 3D modeled re- <laughs> David Cage walks onto the screen and introduces you. 
to the game. That's awesome. And he, he like, so just awesome. explains the premise of the game, which you then just experience in the game. It's, God. it's so weird. Have That's guys, really awesome. Have you guys seen the end of the Matrix game, The Path of Neo? Yeah, 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 yeah. That reminds me of that. No. Where So the end of this game is, it's like a 20-hour like recreation of the Matrix trilogy. Very straightforward action Not game. Not the ending, but the game. Right. The ending. Yes. Yeah. 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 Distillation. Just all of us. Movies put together. But, you um, at the end of this game, the screen just goes black before the sort of climactic battle that takes place in the film. And the Wachowski brothers, and I believe it's just a cartoon, like, South Parky representation of them over just a white screen. <sighs> these guys just, like, these cartoon characters just walk out onto the screen <clears throat> and they go, so, hi, I'm Larry Wachowski. Hi, I'm Andy Wachowski. Uh, so we were gonna like you know do this uh, ending, but we decided that eh, it's kind of dumb. Like we don't really like what we were gonna do, so instead we're just gonna make it completely bad shit. And they talk for like five minutes. Oh my god! Like it's this long cutscene of these guys just like doing their thing, and then it cuts to the final boss battle that they've like pitched to you as like the consumer. And it's like this absurd <laughs> thing where it's like Agent Smith is like made out of cars or something. And he's like, or like other Agent Smiths are like a billion of them. And he's just like this huge fucking Godzilla monster. And then you like, you punch him in the wow. eye three times or something and he dies. And it's wow. just like end of the Matrix. Like you've experienced the Matrix. We've Cut done to credits. It now. Like it's like the rest, like in the context of the rest of the game, which is just like this very like scene by scene, like, oh, it's the lobby shootout. Oh, it's this, oh, now Neo kisses whatever. Yeah. Like, then it gets to this thing, and they're just like, uh, let's just fucking make it a video game. And there's this crazy, fucking crazy thing. It's insane. more of that, anyway. please. Yeah. Wow. That, that's so wow. It's just no. I think people are too, I don't know, like, that game can't be that old, but. Yeah. I guess people are too afraid to do that. But it's enough. Like, people should feel free like, to do crazy shit. I guess. Shit. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like the, I feel like we're past the, the shelf life. Of like, I'm talking to you through the game. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, can you believe it? I broke the fourth <laughs> that, wall. That was the Matt Hazard series and where they absolutely right. just fit. Like, we're making a bad game, but we know it's a bad game. <laughs> and it's yeah. like... Mm, yeah, games you can't really do that there. with because they're just bad to play still. They have to be playable. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so sorry, D four. Yo, yes. So, what is your like overall <laughs> takeaway impression of this? I'm, ha- I'm having fun. Yeah. I, I also like. I will also recognize right now that I have a, an appreciation for weird off kilter things. Mm-hmm. That I, you know, I don't think this is going to change anybody's minds if they're not already kind of in the right mood to experience something like that. It's not going <laughs> to grab you and pull you in with like right. a great, perfectly written story. Mm-hmm. But it is going to be a wacky, goofy world of characters where I'm just laughing at the screen the whole time being Do like, you, what? Like, what is this? fight things? Because in Deadly Premonition, you'd shoot things. You don't... Um, I've only played maybe a couple of hours of it. I, I don't think so, so far. Most of the interaction, mm-hmm. again... I'm not saying is that because like, I, I want that. I'm yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, you do. I mean, it's in Deadly Premonition, anything. the combat just was definitely <laughs> low light of the shit. game. That's, that's, right? why, like, that's why I'm bringing it up. Nobody it, wanted to fight <laughs> shitty zombies in the worst possible yeah. way in that game. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, not and so yet far. We did. And, yet, and yet we all did. Uh, yeah, no, it's mostly, I mean, there are definitely quick time events or oh. what you would call quick time yeah. events, but it's moving this a cursor on screen. This genre is like also where quick time events continue. Yes. David Cage also continues oh, yeah. to, like, there's something about certain tropes yeah. that, that and it all have a with home Shenmue, in this weird saying, genre like, of game. Yeah. yeah. 
which I actually well, Shenmue is like, like the Shenmue, straight but... version of all this. Yeah. But I feel like Shenmue is almost the progenitor of a lot of this stuff. You yeah. know, this like walk around a world and talk yeah. to people, but in that very Japanese style, yes. as opposed to the like Western adventure game style, which yes. just feels fundamentally different. We could call them slow time events <laughs> in some way, right? That is clearly what's happening. Come back here in five hours so that you can be a yeah. forklift driver. <laughs> it's so true. For, for hours. It's true. I actually love or that Or press game. triangle to... A, to I remember, <laughs> I think I've, I've probably told this story in the podcast where I can't remember, but I, don't, I had a friend, Scott, in high school who um, had a Dreamcast and had Shenmue, and I didn't, like, I didn't have consoles at the time. I've definitely talked about that before, and so I didn't really know very much about this. My experience with the Dreamcast was basically, like, Crazy Taxi and Tony Hawk. Sure. Um, and SSX, I guess. And, uh, and so he was like, guys, this game, Shenmue is amazing. You can do anything in this game. He basically was, like, toenails. regurgitating yeah. all of the, like bullet points about it yeah. and i'm sure he also liked it but everything he was like guys it's amazing it was like never nothing you've seen before you can do anything in this game <laughs> and he would we would we came, i remember one day we came over like all right scott you show us the shenmue thing it better be amazing and, and <laughs> so you can like get something out of the vending machine um you and can you can feed drive this forklift and there's a cat and we're like dude what is this this is lame and he's like no 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 i promise there's like fighting soon hold on we just have to like just hold on i gotta do this stuff first and we just gave him so much shit and we we never saw him punch a guy oh, and, you know, like, basically yeah. the same now, thing that happened to me with that game yeah oh. and now at this like at the point i am in my life now i'm like okay i don't really care about like punching another guy really um but at the, you know at the time i want an immersive world <laughs> yeah you know, yeah i i love that game so much i bought the strategy guide i knew everybody's like Star astrological. You knew where the sailors were. Yes, I remember coming home from work one day, and my friend who was staying with me at the time had just been playing Shenmue all day, and he had just been at his job in the game like all day. (laughs) 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 What the fuck are you doing, man? Perfect. The fourth. Hey, Kenty, that's Mm -hmm. you. I'm talking about you. Man, that's (laughs) just like time expenditure in games is definitely coming back in a big way Mm. thanks to mobile, and I guess all the simulation. The simulation game craze. So it's mm. coming out sec- separately on PC and And free-to-play stuff. And free- yeah, well, free-to-play oh, stuff yes. with mobile is kind of what yeah. I meant. But yeah. Um, speaking of which, I played that cat game. <laughs> oh, Nekoatsume! I tried I, to play it a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, after we talked about it last week, Sarah started playing it because... I saw it in the forums, actually. Yeah, and, yeah. So, <laughs> and so then I started playing it. And like I think I'm, I'm basically done with it, but it was fun to play for several days. The 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 main thing I got out of it was that I deliberately didn't look up. I didn't I I hadn't seen it really ever until, except for a couple like screenshots on Twitter. That was my sure. whole. So I, I didn't really know what you actually did in the game. And our discussion of it last week was my sole exposure to it beyond like three Twitter screenshots. Um, and so I, I deliberately didn't read anything else about it. And I'm like, I'm just gonna figure out how to play this game which is entirely in Japanese and not localized at all. Um, and that was like an interesting experience, you know, because I, I didn't yeah. know what any of the menus did. And I, you know, a lot of my pretty good chunk of my early experience playing this game was just like trying every menu <laughs> and pressing things and like wasting fish, which is the currency, before I figured out like what I was basically doing. And there's still a couple buttons that I just don't know what they do. There's there's like a heart thing that has just like a big list of squares and I don't know what they do. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. I mean, that was a fun. It was a fun way to experience uh, this thing. And now I now I have a you know decent facility for getting cats to come and sit in my yard. It's kind <laughs> of compelling. I mean, I haven't actually played it. I've just watched my girlfriend play it and be obsessed with it. And you know, she'll like she'll be on her phone and she'll be like, she just shoves her phone in my face and is like, "What should I name this cat?" 
What do I name this one? I'm just like, I, uh, Snickerdoodle? Oh, yeah. I have I one know. cat with a name, and the name is Games. Because I was just, <laughs> as I was just clicking around, it's like, oh, it wants me to type something in. Yeah. So I Aww. typed it in, and I pressed it, and I said, oh, I guess this cat is named Games now. And <laughs> Games all the, the other cats are named Japanese things. Mine's yeah. named Fart. <laughs> Classic. Excellent Fart. Fart in games. Fart in games. There was one last thing I wanted to mention about D4. Oh, sorry. No, no, it's cool. I, I like I like the Neko Atsume. Or I like hearing about it. Oh, yeah, like sorry. The game is called, it's called Neko Atsume. And it's really it's hard really to search cute. for on the um, on the uh, the <clears throat> uh, iTunes store I found. Yeah, the App Store. Because um, because that the game name is actually rendered in Japanese characters. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Not, not like Roman characters. And so... Um, <clears throat> I uh, the way I ended up finding finding it was by searching for the developer name, which is Hit Point. I think I, I just googled weird Japanese iPhone <laughs> game uh, cat, and then it it gave me a it link directly thing. to the store. <laughs> okay, well if you if you are on your phone and you don't have a way to do that, or I guess if you don't feel like doing that, you can search in the App Store for Hit Point, and the top result is this game by Hit Point Co Limited, oh, and that's what I did. Do they have any other games? Oh, that's a good question. Um, let's find out. I, actually, the thing I like about the game the most. So I said last week that the game had kind of an MS Paint aesthetic, and it didn't seem like anyone else knew what I'm talking about. But now that I've played the game, I'm totally doubling down on that. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's definitely MS Paint. Having looked at it again. I mean, I'm, I, I don't imagine they actually used that software to yeah. make the art. But <laughs> I wish they did. But, <laughs> that would be but, amazing. I mean, like, yeah. But that is that is what it looks like, and I don't mean it in a bad way. It's kind of just like adorable and lo-fi. Yeah. Um, it works Including, really like, well for this some game. Some of the plants are drawn in just like the sloppiest way. They literally look like <laughs> someone just took a mouse cursor and just kind of went up, down, up, down. There you go. Plant. And like the lines <laughs> kind of like cross each other sloppily. Uh, it's pretty. It's good. The cats themselves are like very are, are rendered to a much <laughs> higher degree of precision than the surrounding Heart scenery. Looks beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let me see if there are any other games by this developer. While Chris is looking it up, you can tell us about oh, yeah. your I just closing wanted, statements. I wanted to mention – I'm going to – I have to do this in my accent. I'm sorry. I have <laughs> to because this Go is a it. discussion that, that hits me near dear as a New Englander. One of the early scenes in, in, this, in this game is about clam chowder. It's actually <laughs> a, a discussion about clam chowder and about how New England-style clam chowder, even though they say Boston-style and the thing is actually New England-style – Boston don't own everything, okay? Not in New England. But New England style clam chowder, how it's better than the New York style, which is actually called Manhattan style, but okay. I don't even eat fish. I'm a vegetarian. But I even I felt impassioned by this scene of like how they argued about chowder. Because that's actually true. People actually argue about chowder and about seafood in I'll New argue England. About like chowder. it is no right joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a chowder off. Are you a Which one's the red one? That's the Manhattan, that's Manhattan style. Oh, it's garbage. Yep, exactly. Why Good answer. Is it red? You can come to my house. Nobody knows. <laughs> what red thing it's did they put in there? It's a different broth. Tomatoes it's like a tomatoey broth. Yeah, it's... it's a clearish tomatoey broth. There's actually another style too, which is a totally clear broth. But New England style is the creamy sort of white. Isn't person. that a thing out here as well? People make it out here, but it's not. Okay. <laughs> it's like pizza out here. Maybe you can get some of it. But... Yeah. Anyway, I, I that was very endearing to me. I really I really liked that a lot, that they did that. And uh, that was like, even though they got some of the details wrong, 
They got the sentiment right that people really, really, really care about things like seafood, where I'm from. Danielle, I, you, you, how excited are you that Fallout 4 is set in Boston? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of that, tune in next week for the dumbest podcast of all time as Nick and I delve into the Idle Thumbs archives to to find out the... Uh, the uh, Degree to which our prognostication skills uh, com- totally called Fallout 4. Yeah. So uh, everyone is out of town. Ta- all, all Idle Thumbs <laughs> hosts are out of town next week, except for me and Nick. Yep. We're the only ones here. So we are going to do. Hold on the fort with the, we're gonna with hold the down worst the content <laughs> in, the, in the most classic E3 podcast of all time. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about Fallout 4. Yeah. All the scoops. Yeah. So I don't know. Tune in for that next week, I guess. Fallout 4. Um, so I looked up uh, the other games by Hitpoint Co. Limited, and they're all. Compl- there's five, including the cat game, and they're all totally different from one another. One of them is called Killer Panda. <laughs> um, it's about that. It's like, it looks like a comic. It's, it's, about, like, that. it's about that. It, it looks like maybe it's like a side-scrolling game, but but in the sort of comic book panel style. They have another game with no English name where every single screenshot has the same like big boob scantily clad anime lady oh, just like smiling at you and there's <laughs> constellations in the background and like a pokemon ripoff what uh, animal thing good um there's one called henry it's spelled like the french henri, henri. um and that is Let's like see. a pixel art henri. kind of like side scrolling thing um there's one that's like a like a baby in a sort of <laughs> Little Tree. animal suit jumping on a platformer. <laughs> these were all generated by cats. Uh, <laughs> yes! They're just slapping uh, they're all, game the, maker. The, the art style in uh, all of them is completely different. the cats and the cat brain different. from Inside Out all yeah. making a game. Yeah. None of the other ones look like the style of the cat game. They're all totally different styles. Are they using yeah. different um, art packages from different operating yeah, systems yeah. throughout time? Perfect. Sorry, MS Paint game. That would actually be really lovely to see an so artist a or a team game. make something based on like here are your limitations based on this shitty. Like, yeah. <laughs> here's like some old 3D software, like Maya, like one or something. Oh like, man, there's a good of video of yeah. like current graphic artists trying to use Photoshop One. Oh, oh man, it's so good. Look that, look that up. Oh, oh my god, god. use Photoshop there's One. One no layers. There's yeah, one no undo layers. and no it's layers. It's like trying to use the GIMP. Yeah. <laughs> There's no layers? Yeah. I beg your pardon. Maybe the oh game has layers now. I, I think it does. <laughs> okay. It didn't used to. It didn't used to, though, yeah. Yeah. You guys want to take a break? So? Yes. And this, like, completely cacophonous <laughs> podcast half? <laughs> Let's take a break. Cacophonous. Cat coffinous. Cash coffinous? <laughs> <laughs> Good half. <laughs> Video Every time I hear drumming now, I think of the "Are you rushing or dragging?" thing from Whiplash, and I get like a oh, I, I weirdly watched thing. that movie like secondhand. Oh, really? On the on the on the like the screen, the tablet oh, like, screen of a guy screen? next to me okay. on on the airplane. Not like the seat inset, but just his little sure. pad. I just it's that horrible <laughs> instinct that humans have when there's like a moving thing, a thing on a screen. Yeah, You're exactly. like, oh, my eyes are just drawn to this. So this guy watched the whole movie, and I probably watched like seventy five percent of the movie by just like surreptitiously glancing. 
I've noticed people doing that when I'm watching stuff on train sometimes, and I've like enabled subtitles so that they can enjoy right. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really like, nice. fuck it, why not? I'm just. Well, he had subtitles really on too. Nice. Oh, there you go. So, fine. so I followed the whole movie, and it was it's funny experience <laughs> you to didn't have hear because this movie yeah, about and it's, music. A, it's about music. It's about music yeah. and a guy screaming and drums. It's about all things that you must. Hear. So you totally failed. You just. Well, I feel like I got the gist, you know, yeah, nonetheless, because yeah. because the. The emotions of that movie are not subtle. At least I don't yeah. uh, take them to be based on what I, you know, uh, man screaming profanity at kid. <laughs> man throwing chair at kid's head. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. I haven't rough. seen it yet. I anyway. want to, though. I keep forgetting. Well, if, if you find yourself on a plane with someone watching it next to you, I highly recommend it. I'll just it. watch it. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice of them to have the subtitles on. Yeah. What a, what a fellow. What God, a nice he, was, he was playing so. He he was going between that and some just like the most insipid mobile like money grab. Oh, he was playing the game of War Fire Age. Oh my god! <laughs> really? He was oh playing the Kate, the Kate Upton boob yeah, lady yeah, yeah. game. The- Wait, has we this totally talked, talked about this guy on the podcast before? Yeah. Yes, yes, you no, have. This is a, this is no, this is the second the guy. No, no, that was months ago. This was like oh. last week. But it, it just seems like it's the same type. Like the it same just seems like it's the guy. same guy. It yeah. seems like you follow this guy around. <laughs> this guy wasn't, and you just pirate guy. all of his yeah. shit those, by watching it. Those guys, those were two guys, and they were big business guys in like yeah, big yeah. black yeah. business clothes and shoes. And this guy was just kind of like a just a, a dude. fucking dude. Um, <laughs> fucking dude. Yeah, switching between those two different things. Like intimately, like 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah, just like play 20, a bit of the 20, game. 30 minutes. Lose. Yeah. Go back yeah. to the I don't know if he's losing or not. I can't really follow the game. I followed the movie much better than I followed the game. That's fair enough. Yeah. I, I think the movie is worth following more than the game probably yeah, was. Yeah, that's probably true. So. Yeah. At least you didn't have, like, the God, movie. that game, on. that fucking <clears throat> Game of that War game. Fire Age with those those ads with her, that game br- apparently they like brings in, like, a million dollars a day. It's very profitable. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, like, and they spend the so game, much money. Yeah, they spend all... so much money on those ads, and they've been just a complete success. Just, like, yeah. wildest dreams level of success. I have a friend who works there and really loves it. Oh, really? It. He really what is the loves company? it. Where are they? What are they? It's Machine Games. Where are they? They have no. an office no, here. No, it's not. It's not Machine That's Games. That's not no. Machine what Games. Am I, what am I thinking? Machine Games make the... It's, they make Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein Games. Yeah. Machine Zone. That's oh, what machine. it is. That's why I thought it had a machine in machine it. Machine okay. Zone. Sorry, sorry. Good name. This is just everything. <laughs> Game of War Fire Age by Machine Zone. <laughs> it's just everything. Yeah. It's like, guys, we need another name for anything that we do. Machine. Take out the fucking random generators. Let's just go punch machine in some zone. words. Someone go read that guy's like Goodreads book. Oh. <laughs> just oh, pick man. a sentence out of that. Oh, man. And then, are you talking about the crazy author? Yeah, Dylan. Did you guys Sackie. see this? Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, his response it's beautiful. to the one yeah. star. Oh, my God. So... And for anyone listening who doesn't know what this is, an author got a, like a one – some just like guy who did self-published a book, like a fantasy book or something. I don't know. Um, someone on Goodreads just like, you know, the sort Sorry, of – Sorry, Chris. It's it's World of Warcraft meets Lord of the Rings meets – Wait, is that really what <laughs> – It really just, is. At the, at the, like at the, at the top of the page, he's, he describes like oh, – I didn't realize the, that. Yeah. The, well, the initial review, she's like, oh, I read this book because it was described as – if you like World of Warcraft, Lord of the Rings, and Halo, then you'll love this book. <laughs> it was just like, it was a really strange list. At least it's a cat jewel. Yeah, right. Oh, I guess that's me. <laughs> I guess I so, do like those things. So yeah. the book was called uh, The Boy and the Peddler of Death. Someone on Goodreads gave it a one-star review, and it was like three sentences. She was just like, 
this was very wordy and pretentious. I did not like this book at all. And the author like marched in and was like, excuse me very much. Do you realize you're destroying my livelihood? You're destroying and my just, business. Yeah, and just fucking becomes obsessed with this woman. Yeah. It's amazing. And she even goes back and she's like more than reasonable. She's like, well, you know, I just wrote this quickly and not everybody has the same opinion. Like she didn't get like. Yeah, yeah but he, just, about it. he, but he just in. kept going more. Yeah. He just digs in further and yeah. further. And it's yeah. like. And the funny thing about it is that her biggest complaint was that the book was needlessly wordy. Yeah. And then he just <laughs> spends like 20 <laughs> paragraphs, paragraphs explaining yeah. why it isn't needlessly <laughs> wordy. With like quotes from David Lynch in there and like oh, all kinds of shit amazing. just thrown in. Did you guys see this guy's IMDb page? Yeah. No. He has an yeah. IMDb he has, page. He's like an extra. He's like a professional oh. extra who just like is. Back does background work in. He never talks in a movie, and that's why he's needlessly wordy in his books. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what's going on here? The doctor is in five cents. He said he was trying to save people from like. Yeah, he's one of those like conspiracy guys who thinks that like anything the government does is is like enslaving all of us forever he's one of those guys who everything is a slavery metaphor sure even when it's like a person reviewing his book sure um, sure yeah. like he's he's the kind of person who talks about slavery constantly but would never bother talking about actual slavery right, <laughs> right. That, you know that's like a, that's like a category of person yeah. the kind of person who raises every yep. indignancy to the level of like the holocaust and slavery yep. but you don't actually get the sense that they're really all that bothered not that he would be like in favor of slavery but it just doesn't really seem to bother him as much as all these other oh, things no. that yeah. he uses slavery metaphors for because <laughs> that's what bothers him yeah he has, ama- he has amazing uh personal quotes attributed to him <laughs> on imdb i wonder who sourced these uh, <laughs> anonymous is who sourced these <laughs> they include Born free, I became a slave. My life will deliver renaissance or I'll die trying. Either either outcome shall set me free. You should probably take Deus Ex uh, Human uh, Revolution uh, taglines and then sub those in. And then we can play a game to see whether it's... Game or this guy. Ten, game or guy. He, he yeah, have, game or he didn't guy. For this. Yeah. Game or guy, the game. new game. <laughs> have Adam Jensen's voice actor read That's what all I want. of them. That's yes. totally what I crave. This is going to be a renaissance. I will deliver a renaissance or <laughs> die crying. I didn't ask for this renaissance. Man, so if you want, I, I don't really know how to like link to this other than if you go to my Twitter page, which is <laughs> twitter.com slash Chris Remo, I linked to the uh, like an archived version of this Goodread thing because he deleted his account after everyone on the internet was like, you are the worst. A pissy fight, um, yeah. And then also his IMDb page is linked on there as well. Oh, it's, it's the, this was my favorite thing of delightful. today. Delightful. Yeah. You guys want to record a podcast? Oh my so, God, yeah. we We didn't begin yet. No. <laughs> this episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Squarespace, an excellent online website creation tool that allows you to create your own website, portfolio, blog, or online store in minutes. It is beautiful. We've used it. We like it. Uh, works on all your mobile devices without any trouble or fuss. It is great. And interesting fact, in addition to sponsoring this podcast, Squarespace is also sponsoring the premier online Hearthstone event, Vulcan Deckmasters. You can find this at twitch.tv slash Vulcan HS. That's V U L C U N H S. Uh, and this is this is going on right now. I watched some of it today. It's pretty cool. Yeah, 
I I watched a little uh, competitive Hearthstone recently. It's 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 pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, it's cool because it's a head to head thing yeah. that is not like incomprehensible. <laughs> it you it can reminds see me all of the information. It reminds screen. me of um, uh, broadcast poker tournaments. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, know, exactly. you can see the cards of each, mm-hmm. on each side. Is it quite it's, speedy? You get the psychology. It can be pretty speedy. You know? That's the kind of shit that I would never be good at. The <laughs> set plays of like cards. Well, you know who is stuff. good at it? Yeah. The players in the Vulcan <laughs> Deckmasters uh, online Hearthstone event, which has a $100,000 combined prize pool uh, sponsored by Squarespace. It is the first time they've sponsored an online event. Not the first time they've sponsored this podcast, though. You can go to squarespace.com and use the promo code THUMBS for 10% off uh, as you create your online website, portfolio, blog, or store. Squarespace.com, promo code THUMBS. Video game. This episode is also brought to you by NatureBox. Mm. Yeah, classic NatureBox, a delicious snack subscription service that will bring all kinds of tasty treats directly to your door, the door of your home or your office or any other door that has a valid <laughs> mailing address in the United <laughs> States or Canada. Uh, we love NatureBox. We chomp down on that NatureBox all the time. Uh, big Island Pineapples. Yeah, you got those Big Island Pineapple Slices. Mocha Almond Bars. Those are delicious, yeah, too. Mm-hmm. I like those. You got all kinds of like... Wasabi peas. Wasabi peas mm. and like ranch peas and all kinds oh, of ranch like Ranch peas. I need to try those. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jake, I know, is a fan of some of the sweeter treats. Mm. I am. Okay, that took me a second. Um, if you go to naturebox.com slash thumbs... You can get a free mm. trial of NatureBox for a nominal shipping charge. Uh, Got to get on this. Um, it is basically no commitment. Uh, and you can figure out how delicious you think NatureBox is. Uh, NatureBox.com slash thumbs. Video game. Oh, man. So last night I watched the William Gibson uh, written x-files episode entitled first person shooter oh the bad one oh, okay oh was that the virtual reality one yeah, yeah that's okay. the bad he wrote two episodes and that's the holy shitty one moly <laughs> what what is the, why does this come up what is the the i i think it I, so it came up because we've been watching the x-files my girlfriend and i and um we kind of have reached the bottom of the barrel, I guess you would say. <laughs> sure. Um, and I've never ventured into the later season episodes. We so we were just scrolling down like the first season where it started to turn horrible, and then there was this episode called First Person Shooter." Oh my god! I mean, so yeah. it is unquestionably the worst episode of the X Files I've seen. <laughs> um, but what's remarkable Even worse about than all it, the Doggett ones? Well, th- that remains to be seen. It's a different I, show. That's yeah. That to me, that's <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. whatever. But this is this is Fox Mulder and Dana Scully, like the same characters, presumably, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. But the thing that's amazing about this episode is that they set up Mulder as this huge, like, game geek. Like, the, the premise out of nowhere. Is, the premise, yeah, out of nowhere. The premise is totally absurd. It's it's they're like these guys who made a virtual reality game. It's not really VR as we would conceive of it today. Like it's you um, are like in a warehouse. <laughs> I don't know how they were going to market this. It's like this. laser tag. Like, it's this, yeah, it's like, a startup, and they're about to go public and like about to release their big game in like a week, and it's going to go you know sell like gangbusters. But th- how could you make? How could you replicate whom, fifty right, yeah. like right. aircraft hangers to house this thing? But so you put this suit on. It's like paintball. You put this suit on and like this goggles, and you're in this virtual world. And of course, like these three like dorks are like play testing it, 
and at the, you know in the teaser of the show. And like they get killed. You watch by this. the teaser first, and then you watch it. <laughs> Why would you do this? They get killed <laughs> by this. What? You're like, they get nah, killed. maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> maybe I'll watch this. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> What's amazing is that they die to this like it's a 3D modeled woman, and she's the most stereotypical. She's made out of cars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thousand cars. <laughs> she looks like something out of like Sin episodes or something. Like it's that wow, deep. Oh, it's, it's man, a, it's a weird. Like era for it was like two. I think it was released in two thousand. It was right at the cusp of of a higher fidelity. So it was like if you saw like a pre rendered Quake image or something, that's what mm-hmm. she looks like. Mm-hmm. But with like the black leather spandex garbage, like they made her right. look yeah, like yeah. a magazine game ad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so they kill this guy, and Mulder and Scully arrive on the scene, and they're like, "Oh, how could he die? He was in the game. It doesn't make any sense. Like there aren't any bullets. This is weird." <laughs> and so they do an autopsy on this guy and. Like, the dialogue is terrible, but, like, so Dana's, like, doing the thing. She's cutting the guy open, and she's like, so he died from a bullet. No, that's stupid. He died from virtual reality. No, that's really stupid. Like, she just keeps, like, contradicting what? herself with this. Why really? doesn't she just the, look at what's in his body? Yeah, but why, why, she's <laughs> like, well, it seems like a bullet, but it wasn't. This doesn't make any sense. And then Mulder comes in, and she's like, oh, God. God, this is just, this is really strange, Mulder. And he's like... Yeah, I mean, you know, video games. She's like, no, it wasn't the game that killed him. That's impossible. And Mulder's like, what, Dana? Video games are real. Like, this is a valid form of entertainment. And they started with this, like, weird, like, early 2000s, like, pseudo-intellectual rant about, like, video game violence. And she's like, who would play these testosterone-filled fantasies? And Fox is just like, hey, right here. Hey, hey. Like, he actually, like, holds up his hands like a douche. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my so God. weird. The whole episode is, like, evangelizing, like, how games that are violent are there as, like, necessary releases for testosterone and, like, male impulses. And they also kill people. <laughs> it's crazy. It's yeah. insane. I think I recommend everyone watch how? this episode. <laughs> it, it ruined my conceptions of the X Files. They're yeah. No, that like if you die in the game, you die in real life. That's all every single just mainstream that. one, right? What That's if? all of them. But just pretty think, much. What if? What if that was true? Man, I was thinking the other day. I, 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 it's funny you bring this up because I was thinking this. I think for a different reason because of murder she wrote. But I was. Uh, <laughs> I was like, because there's also well, the time Angela Lansbury went inside show. the game and died. Well, there's a All virtual reality us. episode of that show, and oh, uh, and I was like, man, has anyone ever made a game where the aesthetic of yeah. the game is '90s network television virtual reality? That was like a huge thing in network mm-hmm, television mm-hmm. shows, dramas, and kind of like light sci-fi shows in the '90s. Yeah. Was like, what if you, your character who you love, your like detective character or whatever, now is inside the virtual reality, and they all kind of have this weird look that's like, basically, um, I don't know, sort of Pixar animatic quality. So like sure. the sort of proof of concept <clears throat> that. Uh, it's the bright, flat shaded polygons mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that just look like, yeah, like an yeah. early test render for something. There's, there's two versions of it because there's that version. Yeah. Then there's also the like shiny chrome yes. version of it. Mm-hmm. That and and but they but they all are like this incredible midpoint of like this is way too high. <laughs> fidelity for you to render in real time in this year yes except by the time computers are capable of doing this in real time no one would ever make anything that would look like this <laughs> yes. it would look ridiculous like the, everything else would improve beyond the ability to just like render a model at that 
at, you know, with that many fucking polygons in it. Like, there was an like, entire show called VR5 that was sort of I learned about this for the first time premise. the other day because I yeah. think I posted yeah. this on, that on my sort of idle musing on Twitter and I think someone pointed that out. I, I don't remember it well because I only actually watched it in the 90s as a kid. And right. it was it was the guy who played Giles and Buffy is in that show. And that's the only I think he's the only like star of the show kind of thing. He's he's in a lesser role, I think, uh-huh. in this one. But yeah, it, it has to do with a. I think she's a detective or something. Again, does I was she go a into kid, virtual reality to she fight goes crimes? Into virtual reality, yeah, to like solve mysteries or, or figure out what's going on for real in the world, that sort of thing. It's the general premise. It's very nineties, yeah. 90s, yeah. Well, that style of CG reminds me of like reboot. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Like that, yes. that 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 oh. <laughs> it's on. I think it's on Netflix. You can watch that show very easily now. I remember when that it's, came out, and I remember I had like sort of a a um, very sort of just default level of enthusiasm yeah. for it because I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's the computer stuff. Like, yeah. oh, that's cool. I like computers. computers. And then I think I watched one episode, and I was like, um. and then I just didn't watch. <laughs> yeah, it I remember doing exactly that going. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of forgot about it. It wasn't even like it was sort of an era before the internet or at least before the internet was widespread like it is now where the hype cycle was just a different thing or at least it felt different to me. You know, whereas now the way that goes is people get really excited about something. They watch all the, the consume all the things, all the trailers and everything. And then it comes out and it's like either there's like this epic disappointment or it's like the best thing ever or they hate it but they keep watching it just because the conversation is there but at the time it was just like there wasn't any of that like omnipresence of things or at least it was easy it was much easier to ignore it so i remember that thing came out and i just like a week later i'd completely forgotten about it it's this thing that i was like excited about and then it kind of just like i just didn't watch it anymore and that was it yeah and it was just kind of meh that's kind of nice yeah to be able to do that it's weird to think about that now because that's not how things are now no Everything huh. is a zeitgeist. Yeah, or for t- better wants, or wants, for wants Ill. to be, you know yes. what I mean? Or, yeah. or like, or is a spectacular failure at being one. Yes. Yeah. I think there are, there are people who really like that show, though. I remember there were people who were bummed when it was canceled. Yeah, there were a lot. Well, that I'm company, sure someone will write into our podcast. That company yes. also made, I think, the Beast Wars Transformers show, yeah, which that. also was very popular. Maybe they're the same people that get really depressed when they're not watching Avatar the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see? Do you know that, that what he's referring to? The like real life Avatar cosplay people, or the P- okay. No. I remember when this. So I never saw Avatar, but I remember when it came out. Yeah, yeah. there was there was. I remember I saw, I saw an article on CNN.com about this like weird phenomenon of people who saw the movie in theaters like a bunch of times, and then like when the movie wasn't in theaters anymore, they like fell into a depression because they're like the. <laughs> The world of Avatar is so beautiful and so much more vibrant than our shitty, dull world. I can't bear to not live in Avatar. Oh. And like, and it was this weird the thing. Was like opinion. a bunch. Of- <laughs> <laughs> you like, you kiss the ground as you walk out of the theater. Like, Thank the, you. Yeah, the reporter was able to like find a bunch of people to to interview about this who had this weird like like extreme reaction to, feeling yeah, about it. Yeah. That's. It's weird, huh? I feel of two and that's how, and I that's feel how bad I feel, for those people. That's how yeah. I feel about the world of murder she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel about Farscape. Yeah. But Gotta I'm, do that Farscape I'm podcast. a special cat. I want rewatch. to. I need a co-host. Yeah. But I want to do it. Who wants to watch one. Farscape with Find me? Find a fellow Farscape fan. Find Follow a triple F. You need someone Farscape to rewatch fan. it, though. Yeah, that's Or do thing. you want someone to watch Maybe it the I first time? Maybe I could have somebody doing it Yeah, you could have the, like, dedicated rewatcher... I'm and thinking the fresh of, face. of making totally Patricia fine. do it with me. That would be totally doable, I think. If she doesn't, yeah. 
I'll be like, all right, we'll move to New York if you do this with me. Because then, you know, the people who, who listen to the show, who love the show, have their have their personality Each that they identify has, with. But yeah. then if they if they're trying to se- if they themselves are trying to sell a friend on Farscape, they could be like, oh, check out this like this part. They'll tell you which ones the best ones to watch are, and that's not like going to be impenetrable to you because there's someone on it who who you know, doesn't yeah who's yeah, coming into who's this not fresh. like indoctrinated already. So yeah. so oh, there you go. Idea. That's what you got to do. All right, we have a plan. Yeah. I like it. Solved. Mm-hmm. And now we've talked about it publicly. So exactly. Now it has to, to happen. I'm fine with it. I've, I've been wanting to do it for a while, honestly. All right, there Any you go. excuse to rewatch Farscape, I'm down. Done. I'm happiest when I'm rewatching Farscape. I'm like those Avatar people. No, I'm not. But <laughs> I, I, I can understand. I mean, okay. I, I, I think I'm a well-adjusted individual who has a life and a job and friends and hobbies and too. sports. But I, I understand on some level being so, so invested in a piece of fiction. Like yeah. you love mm-hmm. it so much and you love being in that world so much that you get depressed if you feel like you can't have it anymore. Like I, I, I don't think I would yeah, be the, that. The day they involved, make like a, a VR West Wing experience for me, I'm, I'm <laughs> fucking there you go. done. That'll I'm be it. Just, it'll just be like, done. you're just, just going to be Toby, walking around. Oh, yes, Toby. Walking back and forth hallways. Yeah, talking to just people. All I want to do is just be sitting there. You're the person because all you're going to do is watch. You're just taking notes in meetings. Like, God. Yeah, Mr. I President. <laughs> That's, that'll just be me. Yeah, yes, People will be walking President. behind me. I like that your fantasy is not even to be the president. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no I just want to be there. I just, I just want to be in the, the background. <laughs> yeah, you got a choice between doing PR or yeah. you can do like... Right. No, I just want to, you know, carry his bags. <laughs> you want to be the Gary. From and then he'll yeah. probably say, he'll probably turn to you like one time and say something very sage. Right. And it'll mm-hmm. change it'll change your whole mentality. Yeah. And then I'll replay that level over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> level. <laughs> Every episode is a level. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man. <laughs> Good atmosphere here today, gang. So many uh, hats on the back Positivity. for these. Yeah. It's good conversation is rewarded. And we're back. Awesome. Finally. Yes. Oh, feels so good. Yeah. I feel really that. good too. Spaff, I, I have to talk to you about something I feel good about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I finished Life is Strange last night. Oh, cool. I, I finished episode, episode two and episode three, and my feelings are, are similar. I'm still loving it. I'm still along for the ride. I am still absolutely loving the atmosphere in these characters and this, like, sometimes atrocious, but atrocious in the best way dialogue that just feels <laughs> like, you know. It feels like this French team were writing American teens, but it. But they're right in the hell. But out it of them. works yeah. for me. No, they, I, are, they are putting a hundred percent into yeah. it. <laughs> you know what it's like. You were talking about how it's kind of nineties, and I think yes. that it's very much like a nineties TV show that is about these teens, and that's yes. why the writing kind of fits, even though it's dumb. Yeah, that's why the storylines are kind of like, <laughs> like it's, whatever. It's like my so-called life. It is the, so okay. very my so-called yeah. life. Nineties, you know. It's funny that you say that because I, I was, I hadn't thought about this in this way before. The nineties was kind of like a re, like it sort of brought back the sort of snappy dialogue tradition from like hollywood screwball comedies and like classic romantic comedies not like modern ones but the sort of like really like zingy back and forth ones of you know the 30s to 50s and uh 30s 40s especially i guess i guess and but like resituated that stuff in the grunge era that was like the 90s so you had these like sort of like (laughs) characters who were all about 
kind of irony and dry wit, but also had this weirdly like almost like joyful attitude to dialogue that they would never cop to being joyful. But like, but clearly like, someone's enjoying the yeah, fuck out of this. It's a really weird yeah. combination of things. And I have to admit, I never, it was never like, never really spoke to me per se, sure. but there's definitely like, as someone who, who <clears throat> largely grew up in the nineties, it is a potent, you know, like it is definitely a potent artifact of that era. Is that mm-hmm. combination of things? Yeah, and I think that's really scratching that itch. I never knew I had this itch, <laughs> you know. But it's really, <laughs> it's really bringing me back to being a teen in the '90s. You know, I was only a teen in the late '90s, so yep. I, I can't say yeah. like I was a full. I had the full teen '90s experience, right. but even though it's not set there at all, it's, it's set like in 2013. It just and, yeah. feels like the '90s. Just right. the fashion, yeah. and like I said last week, like the whole obsession with grunge, everything. It's it's just so very angsty teen in the 90s and yeah i god they're they're i i got to the bubble hearth dialogue <laughs> yeah. option last night and i was just laughing my ass <laughs> just because it feels so very like oh this is so specific like yes we kind of know that warren this character who might be a love interest he might not be you can choose either way you can also never mind i won't spoil anything because it's actually really exciting well we but, can but give us love time. options <clears throat> there there is a, a a variety let's say that i was pleased to see in this teen game that would not have been in a teen thing in the 90s so that's pretty cool anyway so wait, having also so okay so danielle unqualified positive positive response yeah spaff good. what is your take having played up to the currently released episode of all three uh i really like it i'm enjoying playing through it it's the same thing it's like right. that cheesy 90s ish tv show like alice uh, my girlfriend alice really loves the Really cheesy. I I consider them to be cheesy anyway. Like shows like um, what's she watching? No, no, two one zero or uh, yes, yeah, stuff like that. I don't know. All the shows she watches have this kind of very cheesy thing that I find very hard to to kind I know, of I know get what you behind. Mean. Yeah, I know the the kind of thing you mean. Yeah, what's she watching? I can't remember all the stuff. Where there's like watching. a like, there's like a a layer of like um, it's I mean it's kind of what a I was... schmaltz and like yeah, American gloss yeah. over the top. Oh, right. Of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, instead of the opposite, instead of the, like the gritty kind of what you know that kind of American the instead of like yeah. the wire, it's more like burn notice or something. I don't yeah. know, like something that <laughs> yeah. has like a jaunty theme right. tune, and then a cop. Oh no, not a cop. Someone who is not a cop is solving crimes. That's yes, very specifically, yes. very specifically, someone who is not a cop. Right. They're a writer or yeah. they're a food like blogger or some shit, or yeah. and they solve crimes. Yeah. And there's we have like an obsession a, with that in America, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> Anybody really. can solve a crime in America. <laughs> yeah, like, they're like a mathematician, and so they know how to solve crimes, exactly. like whatever with that numbers. kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it fits into that. I think that the the storyline of it evolves. Interesting, like the the end of. We should put a spoiler thing here. If you wanted not. No, okay. about what happens because no matter how many times you say spoiler warning, people yeah. are going to get pissed. I'm probably I'm going to talk about the the story now. So just is it don't it's listen. A big, it's a big one. Yeah, there are I multiple. Say, well, yeah. there are multiple acts of this thing, and every time at the end of each episode, watch out! Cool fucking warning, everyone! Warning! Alerts! <laughs> he can't be stopped. Should we? Well, clap? we did. Like, so I'll you try. Know where to put a timestamp. Should we clap for this? <laughs> Get to 59 minutes 45 seconds to avoid spoilers. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, there are a couple of plot points in it that are a little bit tropey and annoying. Like the um, there's a, a person who is in a, like a rape scandal mm-hmm. scene who has been like maybe drugged and, and raped at a party. And that's kind of annoying. There's that 
tropiness of that in there. But then again, when it's about a 90s kind of vibe show, it just fits perfectly in there. It's just like right in there because that's what all of those that's shows, what that's why there's a trope because, you know, that <laughs> came from that, that and world. I actually, I actually had mixed feelings about that. Not entirely. Ne- like I also am like, oh, great. You know, another sort of rape subplot. Whenever there's women in a game, it's there's a rape yeah. subplot. But the way it's presented, because you're playing as a young woman, and this is another young woman, there's almost an interesting commentary about do you believe her or not? And do you show her that you believe her? That mm. I felt was like a much better – maybe they didn't even do this on purpose. But but the way it read to me was like this is a much more nuanced take on just, oh, there's a rape subplot. It's more like the important thing is that she feels like you believe her. Yeah. And that seems to say so much. I mean, especially with like hmm, how often rape victims are not believed or sexual assault victims are not believed. And that's like a really huge problem in our society. And it felt like – there's maybe they're saying something with this again, maybe unintentionally because the writing is, does not necessarily inspire that level of nuance for in a lot of other ways. But like, yeah, I really liked that about it. Like, if they're going to take it in this direction, sure. at least yeah. do something with it. I guess. And so, from the very yeah. beginning, this character is kind of behaving oddly, and you can choose to be completely the opposite of supportive and just be like, she's a creepy, weird person, and yeah. like just fuck with her life. Um, and I didn't do that, so. I, you know, I chose a very supportive, uh, route through that storyline, which becomes even more tragic because this is the spoilery part of that thing. At the end of act two, um, she tries to kill herself by jumping off a roof. Now, up until this point in the game, you've, you remember you're able to like rewind time and save people from doing crazy shit or like Mm. having things drop on them. And at this point in the game, mysteriously your powers start failing and you genuinely have to try and talk her down without being able to like use any of your powers and it's awesome because it makes you feel incredibly like just powerless as you would be normally but when you've been empowered up until that point to kind of just do whatever it just goes now deal with this and you're like and if you choose the wrong things She's she, gone, she and then it. that's it. You're you can't go back. And you would have to reload a save. You would have to cheese the game basically right. yeah, yeah, yeah. to even yeah. to do that. Because I didn't even know right. if it was possible to save her until at the end when it has that Walking Dead style, mm, like twenty percent right. of people did this thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, you yeah. can actually save her. I just chose poorly. I was and, so depressed, and it was really was really affecting. When that happened. Yeah, I was actually depressed. Like I was stu- I was streaming this. And I'm usually, like, very goofy, and I talk the way I talk. And when this happened, I was just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And I just got very upset. Not just angry, but, like, I was actually hurt. Like, I was actually, like, I cared about this girl. I looked through all her mail. You know, yeah. yeah, I looked at her trash. I invaded her privacy, and therefore, I'm very <laughs> but she didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, she didn't know about that. I'm just okay. curious. Did you guys feel when you made the wrong choice? Like you made the wrong choices. What should I? I did. I I had most of them right, but if you make any one, there's several questions. If you kind of get any one of them, it's not that they're questions; they're options. Like your father cares about you versus your sisters care about you, something like that. Like I guess you have to be paying attention to her life a bit more by being nosy to know. I was, say, you, I was just curious if you felt cheated by that at all. And the fact that it was kind of like a fail state for something that you would have to really, you know. I feel like it was great because that's probably the way you would feel if a person who's in your life who's not, you know, your best friend or something, but you care about them because they're a person in your life, they're a friend on some level. You wouldn't know all this shit about them. Like, nobody would. And, like, that's probably how you would feel, like, completely powerless and completely like shit because they. You didn't know the right thing, basically. Like, like, I actually thought that was a powerful way of doing that. Like, 
Yes, it's a fail state, but this isn't a game I play to, to win, I guess. I don't know. Also, I know that sounds cheesy. I know that's the cheesiest thing anybody can say, but like I'm yeah, I'm in it for being affected and yeah. and, and the story, story goes on, right? It's not exactly a fail state. It's just like oh right, right, right. shit. I just like, mean but, you in know, the sense that you can win the conversation. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I, I like I wonder how different the story would have been and I'm genuinely kind of interested to see where it would be because her, you know, being dead and that affects the character is like a huge part of that plot. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that they chose to do that. But it's cool that the game evolves to the point where it's throwing things like that in instead of just kind of carrying on mm-hmm. yeah, with the cool. rewind thing. So I think it would have been worse if you could rewind it. Oh yeah. And, yeah. You know it would have that been like oh, out of it. Yeah. But the fact you couldn't made it really good. It's cool. I love that they that this game you know, the first episode I loved and thought it was cool, and there's sort of like a megaton at the end of that one. But the megatons keep getting bigger. They keep and coming. Bigger and bigger, like at the end yeah. of each episode. And oh, you got two they're more genuinely, left. yeah, I know. And they're act- I, I didn't predict <clears throat> any of them. Like, I didn't yeah. feel like any of this was actually like, as much as this is playing off of tropes from cheesy 90s TV that is predictable, the actual structure of the story and what's actually going on doesn't. I don't feel like it's paint by numbers. I feel like it's doing mm-hmm. some interesting things, even if the lines themselves feel like they were written on home improvement yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we shouldn't spoil the third one just in case people listen to that. We're like, <laughs> oh, actually, maybe that's cool. Just that the third one does another cool thing it's as it builds up to the massive. end that's awesome as well. Yeah. And it's All different right. again. Um, we'll go, so ba- go back and... <laughs> record a thing saying I will rewind time yes. and tell readers at the beginning of this discussion when they can skip to 59 minutes 45 seconds yeah which I hope I remember, I hope I remember to do that yeah, yeah. should we clap <laughs> yay good job been the most appreciative to... episode of Idle Thumbs <laughs> yeah I feel really good I feel so good yeah anyway yeah that game's cool I really like it you want to do some reader mails? Is yeah, that what you're going to do? Let's do some reader mails. I'm queuing some Clap up. Clap at the end of each one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Chris is going to be looking for the clap waveforms. There's going to be hundreds of them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> throughout. So funny. Mackenzie Moore writes, My dad also plays one video game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm several weeks late to the conversation, but since parents who play video games is always interesting to me, I wanted to share that my dad also plays only one video game. His game history. Mild interest in the arcade days for social reasons, and most of the 90s and early 2000s telling my sister and me our console games all look the same. Quote, it's always some guy running around the middle of the screen making uh, ooh noises. (laughs) In order to challenge this view of my beloved games, I showed him a game that didn't look like any of the others we'd played. And now at age 53, the only game he will willingly play is Flower by that game. Oh, man. Wow. I bought him a PlayStation 3 so he could play it at his house after I showed it to him on my own PS3. For a long time, he would play the first level and then fall asleep on the floor watching the ambient idle screen. But recently, I learned he's played at least to level three. Watching him use the PlayStation 6 Axis controller is a lot of fun in itself. Keep up the good work and please share any other anecdotes of parents playing video games you might come across. Mackenzie. I forgot that game was Six Axis. That, makes, that is a good that makes dad. Sense. That is yeah. a good awesome. story about a hilarious good dad. I feel dad. like I want, want to start a blog that says, my dad, my dad plays one game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should, my dad plays just one video like, game. Yeah, my dad's one game Tumblr was, was Dr. Mario. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, good good one. Yeah, he would take my Game Boy and play it on trips and stuff. <laughs> Since then, nothing. Yeah. Remember my friend's dad, um, we... I was around there one one day when we were quite young. We were playing on the Mega Drive, mm. the Genesis, as you call it, here. Uh, you know, playing whatever. And then we went to bed, um, had a sleepover, whatever. And then when we got up in the morning, 
um, his dad, his dad was playing columns and, uh, he had been playing it all night long <laughs> since we went to bed. So he'd been playing for like I don't know, 12 hours or something. Crazy. <laughs> and the score had like gone off the side of the screen and he'd totally like broken that game. So he just played. And then I don't think he played it again. I think he just played it like that one time <laughs> one all game, night. One and then, session. And then yeah. he was out. For every game, <laughs> yeah. every game, the all time points high score leader is a dad. Yeah. <laughs> There's inevitably the some dad lord out there. Just <laughs> like. Dad lord. You can't you can't top him because that's all he does. <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's I'm gonna make awesome. A, I'm going to make a book about this. You should. Dad's playing that's one game. Idea. You should self publish it. It'll yeah. be great. Nobody and will I'll give put it on Goodreads. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody will <laughs> give it one star. Yeah, and then Nick will give it one, one star. One dad. <laughs> one dad will give it one star. Yeah, he only gives one star. I don't know how else to score it. <laughs> Uh, Matt Natsis writes, The Koopa Kids Conundrum. <gasps> Dear Idle Thumbs crew, recently you had an email espousing the difference between Baby Bowser and Bowser Jr. In it, you brought up the Koopa Kids, as well as the oft-asked question of who their mother is. Recently, Nintendo has been trying to say that the Koopalings are not Bowser's children, but rather just minions of the same species. I reject this retcon. <laughs> because while the origin was made up by Nintendo of America, so were their names. Larry, Morton, Wendy, Iggy, Roy, Lemmy, and Ludwig. And Nintendo of Japan has adopted their names, and in my mind, this means they adopt the full story as canon. To me, the Koopalings are Bowser's kids, and they always will be. But who is their mom? We can actually answer that question within the Mario canon, and to do so, you need only to turn to the game you praised so highly. Let us turn now to Yoshi's Island. In it, it is established that in the Mushroom Kingdom, the old tale of the stork bringing children to leave at doorsteps is indeed true. The Koopa Kids, all eight of them, with Bowser Jr. being the youngest, don't necessarily need to have a mother. They were delivered by the story. <gasps> Revealed. I hope you enjoyed this little piece of Mario World fun, oh, Matt. Thank you, Matt. I do. I really do enjoy that. That was delightful. Yeah. <laughs> There's no weird... I, I love that because there was no weird sex thing. Is- no weird sex. <laughs> what? Oh, you mean no weird like, lizard like, sex? Like, like, sorry, you yeah, need the Boston accent for that. Prince of it. You know, <laughs> if, fan art if, style, he said, like, if he had said, "Now let us turn to Yoshi's <laughs> Island," and then it was a weird sex thing, that yeah. would have been not been creepy a out good a little bit situation. Yeah. Iggy <laughs> Cooper. I remember him from Super Mario World because um, the music in those levels enabled you to sing about Oh Iggy Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> just like that. I just sit there singing it Iggy, to this day. Iggy, Iggy. <laughs> uh, Mark Fields writes, Video game marketing. Hi, Thumbs. Danielle's childhood fantasies of video game advertising led me to think about what role marketing data plays in game development as that leaves some target market for games underserved. In my mind, there is some sort of marketing database which says if you make your recommended specs to run a certain game equal to X, you will reach a potential number of players Y with discretionary income of N, and consequently you should charge Z. Mm. It, ama- it amazes me that you could create a game that, with really high graphical fidelity that is basically sold at a standard price. Do you think gamers would ever have the patience for a $150 game, especially considering in four years it'll be 7 bucks at a Steam sale? <laughs> It confuses me that the conversation about using previous generations graphics is always about nostalgia and less about maximizing the amount of devices that can play your game. In other words, can I lower graphical fidelity to allow lower income folks to buy my game and still profit? Oh. Thanks for your time. I don't normally send emails, but you ask, so here you go. P.S. When I was a kid, uh, I made my uncle sit through a puppet show based on the game Russian Attack. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> awesome. 
kids. <laughs> oh, kids Russian are great. attack. Star no. Citizen is a game that costs one hundred and fifty. I mean, for a lot of games, with to get the full game, quote unquote, with DLC, it's somewhere in those. Yeah, or if you subscribe, and I feel like this is almost area. totally un, almost unconnected at this point to graphical fidelity. Mm-hmm. Outside of like, obviously, if you're making a big ambitious 3D mm-hmm. open world game, you're probably not going to sell it for two ninety nine on the iPhone. Although that said, GTA games have been ported to yeah. to iOS. GTA 3 came out on iOS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, years later, though, obviously. But um, what was I just going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the reasons I say it's they're not there's not like a direct correlation, even though, broadly speaking, yes, games of like extreme graphical ambition tend to cost more than games of very, very low graphical ambition. That is generally true in the broadest possible sense, except that there's just weird counters to that. Like, mm. war, really hardcore war games end up selling a, a, a lot of cases for like $100 or more just because they have very niche audiences and like the, you know, the addressable market is like fairly small, but there aren't tons of people making games at like that level of intricacy. And so it's kind of what they're perceived to be worth among like a certain number of people who will play those games. Weird, just weird things like that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously you have games, you have iOS games that use some of the most like, ambitious mobile games around sell for nothing, but then want you to like put in money afterwards or they make money with sale ads or whatever. Um, we're living in, I think in a world where this is just much more complicated and market driven than, than one would like be able to sort of intuitively the ultimate formula graph. Yeah. I feel like a few, like maybe 10 years ago, it would have been much easier to do this. I, I just remember it being, the most bonkers thing that you could buy a video game for $5. You know, when the first Geometry Wars came out mm. or whatever. Not quite 10 years ago. Maybe it was 10 years ago. I don't know. Somewhere, yeah, Xbox. Yeah, was. Somewhere around Original then, right? One. Yeah. 2005 is when Xbox okay. One or 360 came out, right? Perfect. Christ. <laughs> I, I just remember that being a big thing. Like, it was it was mind-boggling to buy a, a game for $5. And it was a full video game. It wasn't like a bargain-din thing. It was like, there, here's our new game. Just, just the fact that pricing well, has. Well, it had been a, a bit. When you think about what Geometry Wars was, that was a kind of game that just hadn't really been sold in a long, in a time. long time. You know what I mean? Like you, in the post arcade mm. era, like the, there weren't, there weren't really a games. lot of yeah. games of that type being sold, like outside of compilations that repackaged sure, old yeah. games or, or things like that. But like someone was making a brand new game at that scope it was not that common. I mean, there were shareware games. Yeah. Um, well, it's because it was the dawn of digital distribution, yeah. though, right? Then yeah. no console had the ability to give you something that wasn't on a disc, and so yeah. you know, manufacturing was huge cost. This, and, like a couple years earlier, not I not too it being much. Kind earlier. of mind blowing at the time. Yeah. Now it's yeah, it's where most. Of the well, games. I remember Xbox Live Arcade started as just straight up our old arcade games that had like Tempest, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, or maybe not Tempest, but like Robotron and. So I remember I played a shitload of Robotron twenty eighty Robotron twenty eighty four on my like Xbox three sixty. A shitty model too, where you had to like, you could buy like an arcade pass and you could play all of them, or you could play like for a quarter or some crazy I can't even actual yeah. thing like that. I yeah, there was, like there was something sounds like that. right. I just can't place it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was part of the gold, gold silver. Okay, oh, the silver things. and gold. Yeah, yeah. PS three did not have an online store at launch. They had added it in later, which is so weird. It's mm-hmm. weird to think about. But it, it launched like that. That console launched, and then almost immediately afterwards, like in the next six months, uh, Facebook launched, Twitter launched, 
um, the iPhone oh, was God, announced. Yeah. Like, mm. the world completely changed. Like, that console was yeah. birthed into a world that then it was immediately, like, irrelevant. And then it just spent, like, its whole life it was catching up to that. Too. Oh, God, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, and it was so expensive. And, yeah. It, yeah, and it just spent so much time just trying to catch up to that. It's so good that when they finally, like, brought out the four, they just addressed. They're yeah. like, fine, like, get rid of this. This is <laughs> a machine for now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. Um, someone uh, sent us uh, Preston Crawford sent us uh, a picture of a Star Wars trading card and the subject is it's your fault I know this <laughs> it's a picture of an alien playing a flute and the alien's name is Droopy McCool <laughs> so wait, wait let me guess card? can I guess I don't what know it is? what this is without even, without even looking at it can I guess yeah is oh it God. Is it the guy from the Most Isley Cantina band? Like those aliens um, with the kind of Q-tip heads? No, it's this different. is the one from oh, okay. from Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It's basically a a balloon playing a flute. <laughs> it's like a deflated, oh, the like gross balloon man, pink kind of with yeah. the eyes. Yeah. No, I don't guess. Oh, I okay. Yep. Droopy, oh, that thing. Droopy, Droopy McCool. McCool. That's Droopy McCool. The elephant guy has a name too, a really mm-hmm. goofy name. The is elephant that, guy that, who's playing the band. Is that Max, Max Rebo? Because yeah. he's mentioned in this card. There you go. <laughs> Max Listen, Rebo. These names are all outstanding. A member of the Max Rebo band, <laughs> Droopy McCool's real name is Snit, and he hails from the planet Curdo 3. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man, Nick has just produced salacious a salacious crumb. crumb doll that he's waving in my face. I like that it has, it has like a little it, Christmas. He made it creep ribbon. up on him though. Like Fellow, he made yeah. it creep up like a. Gremlin. I gotta keep reading these stupid delightful. words. Snip plays a flute made from a hollow chindinkaloo plant <laughs> that is native to his homeworld. Fellow band member Cy Snootles Yeah, Cy Snootles. Becomes Snootles. quite taken You guys don't know these names? And is she who suggests that he change his name to the more palatable Droopy McCool. <laughs> so more palatable is Droopy I, McCool. It really has always been true that all names in the Star Wars universe are basically just a child making things up as they go like along. Like a three-year-old child. Well, they not just even announced like, the not big, even a um, ten-year-old. So what kind of plant is the is the flute made from? Chinka de duka doo Great. Ship it. So there's a character it, in, in and out, which I know Nick's on. We, we agreed out. not to really talk about this much or anything, but there's a character... In Inside Out, called Bing Bong, who yeah. really exemplifies the Star Wars character design yeah, process true, actually. Yeah. from the mind of a two-year-old, played by Richard Kind. Yeah, it's uh, very he's it's, he's good. It's it's amazing. Yeah, there was actually a small child. Again, I won't spoil anything or or go into this too far, but it's a good movie that you should see. And also, a very tiny child in my screening. Uh, there's a departure of a character at one point, and a child cried out tearfully, like "Bye." name of character oh, no. like, with te- <laughs> like you could hear the tears and like screamed out oh, for man. the audience it was um, the best thing richard kind is in curb enthusiasm yeah he plays larry david's cousin yep when watching that entire show <laughs> slowly working through that whole show because i haven't seen it in years and i love that so show yeah. nick do you know how much you are larry david nick <laughs> <laughs> no here's the thing i do Sounds and that's why too. when i watch curb enthusiasm and my girlfriend just kind of tunes out and doesn't care about it i go don't you understand this is me <laughs> What what does this say about us? And you're saying it the way he does. Like yeah. you're you're so he okay on that show he does a thing 
So Larry David plays. A, I'm sorry to hijack your. No, are you it's done good. With, I'm, I'm sorry. Done. Please continue. <laughs> Goodbye conversation. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yours. It's. Good. I'm so sorry. Run with it. You have my blessing. All right. Um, <laughs> so Larry, okay, in Curb Enthusiasm, the HBO comedy, Larry David, play, creator of Seinfeld, plays a version of himself, also named Larry David. He does a thing where he impersonates things other people says, like he relates things that have happened to him. Where he's like, and then, and then he he comes to me and he does, except all of his impressions sound the same. All of his his impersonations, whenever he's impersonating someone else's voice, it all is the same voice. And it's the same one that you, Nick Brecken, do when you're relating and impersonating someone else. Me me watching that show is like, like a joke happens on that show like larry david just says anything and i go oh that's brilliant and my girlfriend just rolls her eyes and just like <laughs> looks in the other direction and that it just goes on for like an hour and then that's it that's beautiful yeah i love that every line he delivers in that show is with like a little smirk in his, I know. I in love his face he, I love like, he's like, like he's enjoying it he so much he knows that he's full of shit yeah. Yeah. And he's, like there's so many times where he'll be strenuously trying to like prove his point except he is cracking up about it too and he's like you don't even believe this bullshit <laughs> <laughs> I love that I love that that could still work prepare to watch like this with like the hands over your eyes be like that's Nick yeah. <laughs> I know him <laughs> alright you guys want to call it I think so what are yeah. we going to call it Ship it, Droopy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find our website at idlethumbs.net slash idlethumbs. 